podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And this is true, we love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, don't take it seriously, we're only bugging. Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. The Whistleblowers, which is, well, thank God there's an international break. I mean, how, many, how much football do you, does a person want to see? You know, an entire two bleeding weeks, and then we can all have a little lie down. Never quite understood that, but there you go. That's the way it seems to work in this uh, wacky world of football. Um, I'm delighted to say that um, we, we welcome back from the set pieces. Matt Stanger is here. Who, hello. Hello. How are you? Very good, thanks. No, uh, uh, we've discussed it before you got here as well, is that, that you enjoyed the delights of the island of Sheppey at the weekend. I did, and Tantra Nightclub, beautiful spot. Tantra the nightclub known now as Tantra, to any old soul boys, was called Stage 3. This fella understands the way to do a cultural weekend away. Well played, sitting on the beach drinking bleeding beer. My guest to my left, in making his first appearance of the season and has had to drive... Well, he's used to this because, of course, it's from it's his part of the world, isn't it, there, my lover? Thank her now. Hello there, Martin. Great. Martin. All right there. Good evening. You were in Cornwall. I was. Now, which is past even where you were as a, as a, as a boy, wasn't it? Well, no, I, I was in Cornwall, but um, uh, truly deepest, darkest Cornwall I was in, <laughs> which is very deep and dark. Indeed. Well, even during the daytime? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's, uh, That's nice. Yeah, it was, um, no, it was nice, nice to get down, but obviously everyone descends on Cornwall during the bank holiday. Yeah. So. Well, the, the, these two fellas got their seaside faces on, but I'm more worried about Sturridge face. Sturridge face is the face that's mm. been obsessing me. Over the weekend, Sturridge face from the touchline when, when there was a substitution that he wasn't involved in, and Sturridge face has become a face etched in my. I can't sleep. Sturridge face there. I can't sleep. Then I can't. Sh- I can't blink. If I shut my eyes, there's Sturridge face. Sturridge face everywhere. Daniel Sturridge is in an interesting position, isn't he, Martin? It's times have changed in football clubs. This is a point that John Barnes basically has made. He, he's talked about him in these terms, and he says. Um, New bosses, the new bosses, and I think he's, and we are looking, I suppose, at that as well in terms of the faces that we've got in charge of these clubs, are flexing their muscles. And he says that now the footballers have to toe the line, as he puts it. Now, this kid's in the England squad, and yet he's not starting at Liverpool. Is he right? Is there, is, is there a wind of change blowing through football a bit? I, I think come back to looking at the, the patience and the, the time Liverpool invested in him when he's been injured. So I think, you know, he owes them that at least. And certainly, you know, you want your players to be disappointed when they're not getting on the pitch. But every little nuance and everything like that doesn't get missed now, does it? So no. they pick up on that. Um, in terms of England, it, it's just it's hard to ignore his quality because his quality is, just seems to be that little bit better than everyone else's when he's on form. Um, I would imagine... Sam making that choice based on the fact that there isn't anyone else that is really better than him at that when he's on form. That's a good but, point, yeah. But, uh, you know, it almost seems to be irrelevant for the Premier League because the Premier League seems so different to international football. It's like, you know, it's like a cartoon version of football sometimes. It's true. Oh, yeah. You know? Nice, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's what it is. Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting because Rooney's at the other end of this conversation and we'll talk about him in a moment's time. But Sturridge it does intrigue me as a character because put an English shirt on him and he looks undroppable when he's playing in his pomp and when he's fit. Or, Matt, 
when he's in his comfort zone, when, everyone he, when he thinks everything's right for him. Yeah. And this seems to be the point here, is that there's this moment where the 200 grand a week footballers are coming up against some serious coaches who are going, none of that, my son. Yeah, I think like Martin said, like his, his injury record's pretty poor over the last couple of seasons. He, he's played, I think I looked at stats, it's like 26 Premier League games yeah. in two, two years. He scored like 12 goals, so, you know, he's, he's still delivering whenever he plays. But like, he's just not, he's not on the pitch enough. So how can you expect Jurgen Klopp to build his system around a guy who, you know, is he even going to be fit the whole season? And uh, I think it was sort of telling the reaction to that Burton game where Sturridge said, you know, he, 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 he'll do the job, but it doesn't mean he's happy to do it playing sort of in a, in a wide position. It's weird that he's even got out of the dressing room, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Sturridge is the one who, you know, uh, I, I guess it, yeah. sort of instigated by, by, by saying it first, but uh, he actually posted on Instagram today uh, a picture of him with that, that, that shot, that great shot that's, that was on Sky Sports. Sturridge face. Yeah, Sturridge face, and he was like, caption this, you know, so, like, <laughs> you know, he's got a sense of humour, he's having a laugh about it, but at the same time... He is now. Yeah. Yeah. See, basically, I, I can barely get past his dance, so I, I have real <laughs> issues with. I, I think he's, he's exactly this for me. He's, he's, he's one of the nicest footballers that you could wish to see, but by the same token, he's also somebody that, that as soon as he scores a goal, I have to watch him do a thing. Yeah, and well, and the fact that again on Instagram, I, I think I just seen a picture of him posted with Usain Bolt tonight, where he's dressed as some kind of. Uh, there's like a. Yeah, it's, uh, you might want to see that afterwards because it's uh, if he's posting that sort of stuff. Well, he's certainly going like not really taking that, things that, that seriously. That ain't going really. licking his wounds, is it? Nah, and and, and feeling sorry for himself and, and, and perhaps yeah. a bit apologetic. Jurgen Klopp says um, he didn't have a perfect pre-season. That's how it is. Are we at a point where I mean, it, it, because I suppose if you chuck Joe Hart into the story, possibly what Jose Mourinho ends up doing if you if you can't Schweinsteiger in there. Is there an element of the fact that we do have some heavy hitters in the top clubs here where a lot of these footballers who may have arguably, therefore, had an easy ride because of their wages, wages and give themselves a sort of like a, a relatively cushy experience may not have that anymore? Yeah, I think form as well. Form, the, the, their form over the summer, it's amazing. Form, it just, it's just, that, just shows yeah. you how quickly the... the, the the tide can change on you, you know. It's, um, I think Joe Hart's a perfect example. And it, 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 yeah, but form wouldn't have been an issue prior. You mm. see, I mean, form would this, that would have been a hiccup, mm. and everyone and, and well, they may have just thought, okay, that was that's what happened to the Euros. Right, let's get back to normal. Yeah, but it, it, beyond form, it's almost like public sentiment. There's a real, there's an anger after post Euro anger of just that people aren't really going to accept that because there's not, there isn't a valid reason to be. It's, it's not, it's unjustifiable if they're going to make errors at that level. They should be accountable for them. That's a very interesting point. Do you think this has given perhaps managers a little bit more latitude? Whereas, like, where you, you, I guess, as a manager, you have to account for everything. Ninety-five percent of it, arguably, would be your decision as an experienced coach saying, "This is what I'm going to do." But there's going to be owners, PR, fan noise that has to be arguably thrown into the mix. Has it given some managers a chance to actually go like, no, over this weekend because of the abject failure of the England team? Let's put it like that. Yeah, they weren't great. But, <laughs> um, no, I think it's case-by-case basis, really. I think Guardiola with Hart, he made his decision because he knows how he wants his goalkeeper to play and he's sort of had that opinion for a long time, like influenced by coaches he's worked with previously. 
I think uh, Mourinho Schweinsteiger, I think that's Mourinho throwing his weight around and being like, you know, I, I want to make a statement here and my statement's going to be, we'll alienate, alienate this guy from the start, uh, you know, for whatever reason. Maybe he's a big influence in the dressing room. Oh, but- right, so you think he's just, he's sort of almost, he's deliberately isolated him because he won't know him in terms of, he won't have seen him on the training ground before he made his mind up, Well, he? Schweinsteiger was signed because he was an ally to to Van Hall really in the dressing ah. room because Van Hall was the guy that turned him into play he was at Bayern Munich he converted him from a yeah. winger to this like ball playing midfielder that he is now and so I think you know Mourinho looks at it and think yeah that's the old regime and you know what it's pretty easy to get rid of Schweinsteiger because he's injured a lot of the time anyway so you know that, that's an easy one done for me there and also he wanted Pogba so he made it very clear very early on you know I have one midfielder less here because Schweinsteiger isn't in my yeah. plans we've got to make sure we get Pogba this summer um, yeah and, and I think with Klopp and Sturridge it's Klopp's all about the system, similar to Guardiola, really. He knows how he wants his team to play. Um, and Sturridge, just right now, unless he, yeah, I don't know, well, bite, uh, bites his bottom lip a bit. Well, not least of which as well, is that you know, Klopp's got no vested interest in, in, in Sturridge's career, per se, as mm. in worrying about you know, how many more England caps he's going to get. He's just coming and going like, you're another fella, like all these other fellas here, pull your weight. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's, that's happened before at Chelsea and where, where, yeah. where Sturridge has been. Unless you're the, you know, when he's at Bolton, it's okay being the, the top guy and everyone gives you the ball, but the frustration that you see in other players' faces when he doesn't play as a team player, yeah. which he doesn't. I mean, he's a, very, he's a very individual player and he's got that talent, but then Suarez just blew him out of the water and showed him actually how yes. if you're going to be a selfish attacking yes. player, this is be ruthless in this way I don't know if Sturridge has uh, shown his teammates enough and you can imagine on the training ground I wouldn't imagine Sturridge's ego has been dented by anything so if he's still playing the way that he's playing it might be frustrating his teammates and, and Klopp might be seeing that but so, you, you fall so quickly these days it's such a greasy pole that, like you think Sturridge would look at you know the plight of other strikers even Christine Bendeke's teammate last season like you know no, yeah. no disrespect to Crystal Palace it's a great club but you know they've won two games since Boxing Day like they, they're on the slide and he's gone there for, for 30 million and, you know, they lost in his first game. Uh, oh, sorry, Drew, they got a, yeah. a point last minute. But, like, you know, so you should look and it's like, he, he could end up at West Brom in a year's well, time. This if he is the point I'm making. There's, there's, there's no, you, you ain't bathing in asses milk, you know, for your entire career simply by dint of the fact you did last year. The, the, tides are our cha- the times are our changing, it would seem. Yeah, I think so. And, and particularly when the management changes as dramatically as it did because yeah. I think Brendan, you know, exalted him, you know, above a lot of other players and there was a lot of grace given to him which Klopp seemed to have to inherit and he did give him a lot of grace but I think that's... For a, yeah, but no longer. Yeah, not, Do you know what? I'd love to see that actually. Lone move to Celtic. That would be, that would be great, yeah. <laughs> Lone I'd moves. love to see that. Well, I'd that's love. yet to be discussed because that's another way. But I, I, I think we should go to the other end because this fella keeps cropping up on the horizon and it's... It's a conversation, Martin, I know that we've had because we've talked about Wayne Rooney a lot and, and you as an old pro, you, you, I think that's an element and, and my, virtually every footballer will talk about Wayne Rooney as going like, just lay off of the fella, this is a proper football player. But there's still elements around it which still makes him, a, 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 puts question marks over him and it's interesting is he's in this weird situation, you've got Marcus Rashford who goes to the under-21s but scores the goal that sees Man United do what Man United used to do, which is win by any means necessary. But it's a goal brilliantly made by Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney then gets put in the England squad, then given the England captaincy, because as uh, Sam Allardyce has said, um, you know, he's got a huge, he's hugely respected and he enjoys the responsibility. 
And then today he said, come Russia, it might be time to say goodbye. We're at a situ- is Wayne Rooney still allowed to dictate exactly how his career goes? Or, should be, or, is, or are times are changing with him as well? I think the results, the, 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 again, if England had had more success, if Rashford had been given more of a chance or, or, or had a more impactful, well, the, the young players had had more impactful Euros, I think it'd be a lot different. I just think we're, we're always back at this square one with Rooney after these tournaments and you just, everyone knows the qualities that he has and yeah. what he can deliver. But I know Man United fans that go every week and the, the frustrations they had with him was, you know, last season particularly. Yes. You know, and, and the quality, while it's there, managers have to make those really, really tough decisions. And like we were saying about Schweinsteiger, that's perhaps not a tough decision, but Hart, coming in and making a statement like that, I think Sam... I don't know if he's, he's gauged it uh, with public opinion because it's got to the point where people want a change. One wonders a with Toe, it was Sam, if he's a toe gone in the water. I mean, of course there is. And I think, so he's erred on the side of Rooney, let's, you know, let's leave it as is, which is an interesting choice. Not least of which is he also said that um, because um, that's where... Jose Mourinho's playing him now. He's where he'll play him in the England team. So he's already basically sorted out Wayne Rooney in the position that is now his new position at his club, and he's got the armband on him. Is this is this the is that right, Matt? I mean, that's I suppose the the big question. Um, it's definitely not as bad a decision as this quiz night with Bradley Walsh and Paddy McGuinness. I think. <laughs> Can you only begin to imagine the level of questions? <laughs> And indeed, quipping that is going to go on at that one there. I'd love them to make a documentary. It'd be proper Mike Bassett, wouldn't it? That it would. Uh, I. They may. They they may throw a camera across that. It. I may be. I may be eight years old again, and it's Doctor Who's on, and the Cybermen are on. I'll be behind the settee, staring above the cushions at that. That would just be. <laughs> uh, even uh, all my skins. I, I'm feeling a bit wacky now. Uh, right, but. Has Rooney still got a case? I mean, I, this, the problem yeah, is this, no, this is a hardy annual conversation. The fact that he's now announced his retirement after the Russia, Russia World Cup. He, yeah, he, he's, I, he, I don't quite takes. understand why he's done that. Yeah, like, like he does like to dictate. I think, you know, he's managed by, you know, s- some of the best agents in the business, really, for, for what they do. Yeah. Um, and I think they like to set the agenda. And so they've, you know, they, they decide to make that, that call today. I don't know. It, it strikes me even in some ways that that's like sort of to appease anyone that might, you know, not be Rooney's hugest fan to, uh, to sort of say, well, yeah, he's staying, but he's not going to be staying forever. So sort of love him while you can. And uh, yeah, Wayne Rooney's been a brilliant striker for England. If, he, if Allardyce plays him, I think, as a number nine and, uh, you know, he sort of returns to that attacking position where he's sort of sort of playing just off or kind of rotating a bit with Ibrahimovic in, in the, the leading position right. at the moment. So, but, exactly, but you know, as, you know, you've had the nine on obviously over the years. What, what is his new job with Ibrahimovic? Obviously, patently at the at the spearhead of that attack. Well, that's that's it. I mean, the fact that Ibrahimovic will take a lot of that pressure off him and lead the line, and then also the. Just the finishing, the chances that were going begging, it, it always seemed to fall on Rooney's shoulders. If the team was struggling and not getting goals, it always came. He, he was the backstop. It's like, well, why is he not scoring? He's on the most money. He's got the most pedigree. Right and now, 
this is the last opportunity for me to do something meaningful for England. Sure. And then it has been kind of taken and spun in a way that they go, well, this is, well, Rooney's basically saying that after this, he's not going to play for England anymore. So I think there's an element of, of that. As, well, yeah. as Matt said, I think he's appeasing some people and he's just saying, look, if I don't do it in this campaign, it's not going to happen. It must be hard though when you, you know, you know you've sort of not performed at quite a few major tournaments now and, you know... Well, it's it, a lot of front then in that case, even more. <laughs> I mean, if you're not performing that position, you're still announcing that you're going to go out yeah. on another major tournament. But a lot, I mean, I, I, English strikers, they, they, they get, it's, it fizzles, doesn't it, though? It's like when Lineker got dragged, you know, in the years. And you just see that's the end of a career that, you know, a fantastic career, but that's just the way it seems to be. I know that yeah. you don't get this kind of Alan Shearer lifting the World Cup sort of thing. It's just, you're done, you know, bad yeah. injury, see you later. I must ask you as well, I mean, especially on a, on a personal level, to see Mikel Antonio get in there, tooting and Mitchum at the age of 19, and now seven years later, here he is, having worked his way out through the ranks. And Martin, obviously, you, you, you know, you, there's, you know, you played, your, you started your football at that level, you worked your way through. To, to, see a, to see a fella do that, that must be wonderful for an old pro. Yeah, it's incredible. And, and you look at how quickly he is saying, you know, going to Reading after a year, but taking a Mitchum, it's, you know, when you cut your teeth at that level and you don't... 2007 doesn't really feel that long no, ago. No, you know? It isn't that long ago, but, you know, it's, it, no, it's incredible. I'm, I'm delighted for him. And you, you just hope it's not one of those, um, the, the Stan Collim or the Kevin Davis or the kind of just the one. <laughs> you, you hope it's not a token one that he's just doing it because he helped yeah. bring him through. But um, No, that it. would be a nice, yeah, that would be nice. It's, it, can it, why does it happen with a footballer like that? It, it, I, I mean, are there football? You would have seen latent talent in footballers that wasn't realised, I'm going to guess, that great footballers have gone missing for all the wrong reasons. Absolutely. Yeah? I mean, that's, yeah, there's, there's, there's better, probably the best players that could have played for England you'll never know about. Really, you know, that's yeah. It. And, but it comes with the kind of the work rate and the opportunity and, the, and when things come together, as we see with Leicester last year, you know, players like Wes Morgan and it just, you know, we're just everything came together but also playing at 100% at their maximum every week Vardy same thing you know so it's it's, it's impressive when you see it but yeah the, you're talking about the 0.1% you know so it's uh, it, it, uh, yeah okay it's, it's, a, it's a rarey isn't mm-hmm. it but, but, like, but it can be done they were the quotes today though from Antonio he said like every time I've reached a level I've pushed myself you know what's next yeah. what's next and so he was talking about even when he was at Reading, like he wasn't getting games, so he wanted to go out on loan. Then he got the move to Sheffield Wednesday, Dev Forest, and he's, yeah. he's just kept some momentum going, which I think is he's hard to do. Like he seems like a focused guy, and, and the biggest miracle, of, co- of course, is that he's managed to get into England squad, playing right back for West Ham, which yeah. is completely out, not never, his position. Never getting a game where he plays because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slavovich has got his own ideas. I think that mate, obviously, from where I sit in my own claret and blue shoes, I hoping. I think there's everybody's hoping that one may change. Interesting, you mentioned about the loan thing. Jack Wilshere, this is a but. First of all, Arsenal look like they've fixed themselves again, arguably. I don't know. I suppose we're all going to see at the end of it. But, they, you know, there's a couple of signings finally. So, you know, the detractors and the dissenters and the, and the, and the, and the squash tomato throwers might have to shut up for a little while. But Jack Wilshire out on loan, and, and I read tonight, Juve as, a, as, a, as an option. This could be... It's a weird one. Could this be good for England? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, Jack Wilshire playing matches, and if, if he stays fit, you know, it's brilliant for England because he, he is a, you know exceptionally talented footballer. Yeah. Apparently, Juventus were interested in him a couple of years ago, so 
you know, if, if they've held that kind of like long-standing admiration, it, you know, it could be a good thing. They know where they want to play him, how they want to use him. Um, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him go abroad. And I think like he's the sort of footballer, actually, the, the sort of English player with, with the ability where he could go and, and have a really good career in a different country. And, but that point on a broader level, because we've, we've virtually found it impossible to send our good footballers away... Gareth Bale is the closest version that we've had of it forever since Gaza, where I, I, would, I would probably argue, where, where, where not only do they, uh, does a footballer go away and prove his worth in amongst other footballers that, that most people kind of consider superior, but, he's also gonna, but, but then when they do that, they just get ignored by, on, the, on an international level. They don't get a kick of the ball. But Wilshere, I mean, this could, this could be the making of as a midfield player, do you think? Yeah, if you're playing for Juventus, I mean, that team's incredible. And yeah. if, if he's getting games in there under Allegri, then, you know, Sam Hardice can't, can't ignore that. Same with Joe Hart, Torino. I mean, yeah. I saw on the back page of one of the newspapers today, I think they called Torino, Serie A Minos, a club that have won... <laughs> they did, I saw that word. Yeah, they won more titles than Man City. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, they, you know, I, I wouldn't quite agree with that. But I think that could be a great move for him, playing under Mihailovic as well, who... Uh, yeah, let's just say he's quite an excitable coach, as we saw from Mason Milan last season. Yeah. So, you know, if those two together in the same city as well, not like having someone that you know there, that, that could be brilliant for them. I think That'd they could both have a great fun. time, yeah. yeah. I mean, what would be interesting as well, though, Martin, would be to find out that his legs aren't actually made of biscuits, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> this fella has had no career at Arsenal, has he? No, well, no, and Juventus's history of uh, looking after players, shall we say, <laughs> in terms of uh, the interesting, uh, yeah, the interesting medical teams that they've had over the years. Are they really, things. yeah, yeah, some interesting stories that have been flying around, and I think uh, if he all of a sudden turns into some kind of Superman midfielder, then we'll, <laughs> we might know the truth. Oh, right, yeah, I hope exactly. this uh, is not live. Was he going to win the Tour de France a year yeah, after? Is that that, this uh, is this, we're roughly we're in, going we're in that with that conversation. I've exactly, had this conversation yeah. a few times and just saying, okay, there's a. There's a, there's a you know, there's a there's a habit, but no I'd, I'd ankle. What ankle? Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's two it's two sides of this coin. First of all, Arsenal therefore are giving up the kid that I think Wenger was pretty much would always like to have around his team. But he's bought with Shaka, isn't he, and stuff like that. He's got his two old midfielders that he likes, and he can't trust him anymore. But could this be the making of Wilshire, this yeah, kind of move? Yeah, absolutely. And this is the one where everyone wins out of this move. You know, it's one of those rare opportunities where he's, what, he's going to go and play at the Champions League level. He's going to play at the highest level of football um, where Arsenal don't really have to work about, worry about that sort of competition factor. And Wenger's uh, clearly, you know, it, it appeases a lot of people. So, uh, yeah. you know, and it's an opportunity for him as, as, as I've seen. I definitely don't think he's giving up on him. I, I think, yeah. you know, with Wenger, he, he's doing it for the player because he's not going to get as many games. I'm not saying it, so, feels, like the, it feels like a very honourable thing to do on his part because he's... That's, that's Wenger. He's so loyal to his players, yeah. which, which is a great, great quality in a manager. But at the same time, it's been sort of Arsenal shortcoming like, over the last few seasons a few times. And I think that he'll look to send him out and hopefully bring him back next year when he's got a new contract. So. But then on a broader level... It's the point that Matt made there, is that the idea of, say, England's best midfielder mixing and matching it, you know, in that league week in, week out, and then coming back and being part of the England setup, we don't, we, we don't have that. No. We've never, I mean, 
was there a bit of Beckham, I suppose, where technically yeah. there was a bit of an overlap? Paul Ince, Ince. Short, you know, Incey for a while there, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that worked very well with Paul Ince. Yeah, that's it. And there's a respectability and a credibility that it brings yeah. to the country because that's, that's one thing England haven't done is to export players very well. You know, even Scotland were the same. I mean, I think Lambert, when he was at Dortmund, it's, you know, it was a real jewel for us. Um, same as, you know, any, any player that's played in, uh, at the top level in Europe is, gives, gives the country more credibility. Absolutely yeah. right. Speaking of Europe, what about Celtic? Hmm. Any feelings or thoughts about that at all, Martin? Yeah, a little bit. You care to share? Utter relief. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it was, uh, yeah, that was a, uh, I was, uh, that was a, a terrifying. It's a weird, he had a weird old, oh. what, four games there, didn't he? Yeah. Where it was, it was deadly. From the start against Gibraltar to the end against, you know, the, the Tel Aviv, it was just, it was just very messy. But, I mean, the only thing you need to do is get there. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely And no right. one cares how you get there. It, it says a bit, a bit about the league, doesn't it, as well? It was, they were hammering teams between all of those qualifying games as well. Yes. Like, you know, was it 4-1 against Aberdeen at the weekend? Yeah. And, like, you know, they're beating, like, the, the best competition they've got. And then, like, yeah. in Europe, they were, yeah, making a meal of it. Out, but do, 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 are they going to... Of course, you could have a better group in the Champions League, mm. or you could have, the, or you could call this the best T-shirt you're ever going to own <laughs> in terms of yeah. Tour of Europe, isn't it? Because yeah. it, it's an absolute, it's a killer group, isn't it? But it, it, is it something that you relish as a player and as well, a as a fan? Do you think? It, of course, I think that's the thing with Celtic. Celtic, and it's a good con- contrast between them and Leicester. If you're going to look at what team has more chance of progressing, Leicester. It, this is before the draw. Yeah. Celtic aren't in it for the money. We get good money, you know, and I'm sure it's uh, very lucrative, but even if we had a, a, a billion in the bank, we're not going to attract the best talent because the Scottish League no. isn't competitive enough. Whereas Leicester, you feel that if they're going to make some money out of this and their group matches, which they look like they can, then that money's going to be even valuable to them to reinvest into the team. Whereas Celtic, we just want a big night out. You know, you get the fans <laughs> back at the ground, you get the... And, and it's not, tragic, saying, but true. Yeah, I'm not saying it? we're not going to get yeah, points. It's the nature of things, isn't I'm it? Not, yeah. we, we, we've proven we can get points in Celtic, you know, but, but Celtic Park's a, a Well, last time you had Barcelona cauldron. there, of course, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mean, was, was it the last time I suppose that's it was, like, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the equivalent of playing chat manager and you just turn the game off a hundred times to get that one result it's just like reset pressing reset constantly but what I like about what he's done there is he, he you mentioned that like he's, that, you know the, the games in the week um, they won again in the week and, and I was reading an article about this and he said they're, you know they're far from the finished article was the story but there's um, basically uh, they're done they're there it's all over Celtic are already there and they're playing four, te- four local teenagers now, I remember, or I don't remember, but it's a fact that it's a way, is that the, the Celtic European Cup team... Lisbon Lions. Yes. Yeah. Only, I All think, two-mile radius from the, from the ground, you know. So, so, what Roger, so what he's done there, Roger, if, if nothing else, is that to actually then put, you know, local talent in the team, that's smart, isn't it? It's another way to get the fans back, yes. isn't it, on side, you know? And I think, um, yeah, those young players getting to pit themselves against the best in the business. Like, like, like mine said, like it's a great draw and a great opportunity for them just to, you know, to go out there and, yeah, maybe, maybe take points, especially at Celtic Park, off, off you know, Man City perhaps, or, uh, I don't know, dare we say Barcelona. They've done it before, but with a stronger team, obviously. I, I think an interesting, really, really interesting actually story in that group is, um, you know, the, the young lad, Patrick Roberts, who's yes. on loan for Man City. He's yeah. actually eligible to play against them in that group for Celtic. Yeah, unless conversations happen. So we're talking about ah. en- English loan players abroad. You know, there's one. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. 
Abroad, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I went to Sheppey for my for my holiday. So. <laughs> well, as we all know now, they had a good time down at Tantra, <laughs> Tantra the nightclub. Did, did you go in? You didn't do the night. The, the less said about Tantra, the better. Well, <laughs> well, unless Sting owns it, in which case, of course, we all, well, we all know about that. Well, basically, the, the great thing about this, uh, the Tantra nightclub is it's open from 8 till 12, but it, it can go on till 4. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sexy. Um, Martin, Aguel, Aguelbo. 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 <laughs> All right? Yeah, got you. Okay. It's written down. It looks better written down. I couldn't say it properly. We've seen probably the first elbow thrown in anger mm. in that game. Does he get done for that? Does he, I mean, as, as when people listen, it may all be, uh, you know, a, a, a foregone conclusion. But in, 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 the, in the scheme of things, he's going to miss the match. We now lose him from the Manchester mm. derby. Mm. Strange, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, it's, and it's not, any, it's not part of his temperament either. That's the thing. It's a player you're not really expecting that Yeah, from, well, yeah okay. But, All right, football manager. Yeah, well, he's not that kind of lad. To no, no, no. But you, How many times do we have to listen to yeah, that off of football but, but, but these are like kind of red miss moments that are just... Uh, I if, agree with that, if, yeah. and, and also, the, it's what happens after. You know, it's like the, even back to the fashion in Mab, but when it's something that's that destructive and like kind of breaks, it, it does damage... The kind of long-lasting damage to someone that's retrospectively you've got to look at it and go sure. that, that should that should impact on it it's not just the intent it's actually what's happened but, so. but how they how do they deal with this I mean Matt, here's the thing it's, it's a good point it's, it's the most important point almost that mine makes is the fact that that perhaps you look at what it physically did I mean um, Slavin Bilic said that, you know, no, he didn't come off because of the whack. He was coming off anyway. He got, an, he got another injury. So he didn't physically do him any sort of lasting harm in that moment, but he did give him a whack with his elbow. Yeah, he was talking in a dressing room that Winston Reed is finding it hard to talk afterwards because his, his throat like, was so hurt by, by the incident. Uh, I think that was the emotion of the game. Well, <laughs> I, th- I think Bilic, like, actually, this, is, this isn't the first time. I can't remember the other example, but like he... Uh, you know, sometimes he's sort of quite defensive of incidents again, like where someone's causing aggro with, with his own team. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, that sort of defender he was, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, I think he, he sort of respects that side of the game. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a shame to lose him for the derby, but... Uh, but do you think it's right that we should? Yeah, absolutely. Elbowed him in the neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much done, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, they've got a few players. Right, Matt. Right, okay, but before we go, Mark, did you, uh, where have you toured with your new balance boots? Did you have a, have you a nice little run around before uh, the. Uh... No, I had a run around, but uh, we just uh, announced Casper Schmeichel as a new new balance player, which was really nice the other day. Excellent. Up in Manchester. So I, hope, I hope he passes the ball out from the back 95% of the yeah, time. Yeah, well, I, I hope so too. I think he took a knock <laughs> at the weekend, but, but yeah, but no, things are good. Things are good. We've got some new bits and bobs coming out, so it's uh, exciting times. Good. Uh, excellent. And also on the set pieces, what What's the, uh, what's the big story we should be looking out for? What have you been at to, you boys? Um, well, we had a good review last week of Steve Bruce's uh, literary career. Uh, he apparently wrote three books between 99 and 2000, and they're, abs- oh, they're oh, absolutely hold on, son. incredible. Hold on, hold on. You're the cutting edge of media. You're reviewing books from 15 years Not ago. Not just any book. Steve Bruce's book about Yugoslavian warlords, Nazi hunters... Uh, lesbian prostitutes. It's the most sensational uh, novel I think fiction. I've ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. No, 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 no. It's his autobiography. What are you on about? 
so so yeah look out for the next review of that because we're going to do this this there's a third in the trilogy that we're going to come to and well, uh, yeah well wait. i'm delighted that i am a man living in the times where modern technology can bring us book reviews of books that were actually issued upwards of 15 years ago <laughs> but it's still worth it for the laugh though isn't it god bless him and that was the whistleblowers 